They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. Another super dope episode of G Splash. We are live right now on the Instagram tip. I'm your host, Bradley Bax, my man, Chris Bucky Watts. That's me. That's that's you in the corner. Your beard looked freshly trimmed. Mine looks like a homeless guy. Help me out. Yeah, I did trim. I had to make up for the hair being freaking bananas. Yeah, my hair, man. My hair game it's is going off, crazy. Off. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 127. Today we're talking. All about The Simpsons Showdown. This is part one. We're going to do this three times. So we're doing one for the ringer. Oh, three parts. Yes. Two for the Rolling Stone list. Okay. And then we're going to put together the best top ten Simpsons list of all time. You heard it here, folks. That's the wrong button. This is the button. That's That's what's up. Yeah, I figure who else could put together a dope list than the dopest show on yeah. And spoiler alert, The Ringer and Rolling Stones, they both put out their top 10 list and they both are way off. Our list is going to be so much better. It might even put Rolling Stone out of business is what I'm hearing. Episodes number 128 and 129 will follow The Simpsons Showdown uh, menu. But as Chris said, let's not waste any time. Let's get into some news, baby. So yesterday, of course, was May the 4th. So, Chris, may the 4th be with you. Big Star Wars Day. And with you, of course. Huge Star Wars So, dude, I don't know if you know this, but this was a, such something that came, that they started so long ago. But then once Disney took over is when they really started to celebrate it as Star Wars Day. Officially. Yeah, I think it used to be, you know, uh, it was the unofficial. Official took the phone. When people said, oh, that's clever, and they celebrated. But then, like, Disney came on the scene and was like, put social media behind it, post, blowing it up. Yeah, exactly. Hasbro did but, something a few years before, you know, Disney. Yeah, got when I got all those lunchboxes. So, so, you know, the toys were pushing it always heavy. But big happy, big happy May the Fourth be with you. Right. I, mean, I feel like before they was they were a little bit more heavy on the um, Revenge of the Fifth or Return of the Fifth. Oh, really? Return that's of the kind of Fifth. Died out. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that today uh, too? Anyway, that's today. Yeah. Revenge so of the like, Fifth. Yeah, you get you get the Justin Timberlake memes. It's gonna be May. And then it would be yep, like, yep, may yep. the fourth be with you. And then it'd be return of the fifth or revenge why of the fifth. Why do you keep fifth, saying return? On... It's revenge of the fifth. Is it? Why is there? Why is return the fifth the having Jedi. revenge on the fourth? I know the fifth return... got their dues. You know, the fifth got its dues. So seven, saying, eight, nine, baby. Ah! <laughs> stories. Oh, we're already in them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So back to speaking of Star Wars. Uh, Taika Waititi, we knew about this, we talked about this before, but they used yesterday to officially announce uh, that he will be officially on his sign to direct a live action. Supposedly he might be writing this too, uh, but a Star Wars movie, which is set to release in theaters, not Disney Plus, theaters. It's going to so be a big Disney, one. Disney's like, AMC, we'll still fuck with you. Yeah, they're going to start to give him stuff. This is no, great, you- man. This is great. He's an amazing yeah. director. He's an amazing writer. I mean, he just came off that Oscar win for Jojo Rabbit writing that screenplay. 
Um, and Great movie. we've seen him. He, he stepped into the Mandalorian. Not only was the, he the voice of the IG unit, but then he directed, well, he directed episode an ev- episode. Just, yeah. Yeah. Had people rolling, man. So his style in star Wars, I think is going to, he, he gets it. He understands how to build worlds. You've seen it in like Thor. He knows how to put it together, Absolutely. but he also knows how to take something heavy, heavy in a sense, like in a fantasy or sci-fi realm, and then give it this humor. Just like in Thor, that movie is like the most intense of the Thor movies. Like people getting massacred, the Asgardians getting wiped out, and then it's also the funniest Marvel movie. Yeah, absolutely, it's the one. It's like the best, so, one of the best Marvel movies. Yeah, he knows. So, he knows yeah, what he's doing. I can't wait for his Star Wars flick. Supposedly, he might be doing some stuff too with um, Mandalorian next season as well. But that's enough, more rumors. They can't get enough of this here. guy, man. They're gonna put him on retainer. He's crushing. Well, why would? Yeah, might as well. Might Just as like well. they tried to do with Ryan Coogler. Uh, they were like, "You, you, we'll give you all the money." Uh, speaking of more Star Wars, though, Chris, there's also a new show supposedly coming to Disney Plus. They also announced this yesterday. Uh, it's a TV series in development with uh, Russian doll creator Leslie Headland serving as writer, producer, and showrunner. Great show. Great show. Um, this hit the trades like two weeks ago, but they officially announced again yesterday. They were making it all about the day. Yeah, why not? It's a day Why not? dedicated on your own. Might as well take it. Yeah, exactly. Own it. Then put out your terms of service so everybody else knows it. <laughs> it's going to be good, uh, though. I mean, I, I like shows. I like the idea that we're starting to get shows that explore different realms, and we're getting from different writers who have great uh, shows they've already put together. So this this could be really cool. Really, really cool. I'm, I'm curious where the next stories are going to be, who's going to be in them. You know, well, we, we have, we've you obviously know, the high, seen the, the high, ma- uh, the high order, high kingdom, or whatever it's called, which is like about the Jedi. Oh, that's way. right. It's like right. not Knights of the Old Republic, but it's like near Knights of the Old Republic. And so I that's was the a, whole that was not a comic book. No, Knights of the Old Republic. They rolled out. Well, yeah, it's like the high. I can't remember what's called the high order. Or something. Like I feel like we should know yeah. this, but yeah, then they released all the concept art for different lightsaber colors and Jedi, and so we're gonna see that. But also, it sounds like with these shows, we're gonna get like Mandalorian esque stories. Like, it just feels good to be broken away from the Skywalker saga and be like hey we can do something else and maybe it ends up playing into that in some way but it's also like who it's its own little thing like it's a big goddamn galaxy out there we we both we both differed on what we thought about episode nine right you like yeah it was it was a meh yeah yeah i didn't give it a trash but it's like it missed too many times to be awesome anywho Uh, anyway uh but it is now on disney plus in case you haven't seen it so definitely go watch it and then you can tell us what you thought of it was a splash trash or meh Ah, Chris, next. Speaking of space, though, there's a new space race. Unbelievable. This story is unbelievable. <gasps> Tom Cruise told me we jumping up on them couches. So just when Tom Cruise couldn't find a couch to jump on, Deadline reports that Tom Cruise and Elon Musk's SpaceX are working together on a feature film with NASA that would involve the boundary of pushing the actor shooting in outer space. The project is reportedly still in the early stages of development but it would obviously be the first of its kind is tom core uh, yo, tom cruise is just bored he's like dude this guy i like whatever you think about him as a person man he's got it on lockdown he's like i became he a does. huge movie star went a little crazy and now i just you know i want to do this thing like we talked about already with top gun maverick right he's just like that scene where he's going off the aircraft carrier how it's him in the plane like there's nobody he got to pilot it himself Right. Like he just wanted to do that. And you can't just buy jet planes. So he's like, well, I'll just make another movie and they'll let me do it. Or like, I've never hung on the outside of a cargo plane as it takes off. I'll just do that. Now he's like, what do you mean? Like, how much does it cost me to go to space? Fuck it. I'll just make a movie in space. 
Like, this dude just gets to do whatever he wants. He's like, what is it's it? Crazy. A movie on Everest? Let's do it. You want to do a snowboarding movie down Everest? I'll do it. You want me to run across like this? Tom Cruise, how's he going to run in space? Tom Cruise running is the best part of any movie. <laughs> his hair's flying back. That one tooth in the middle of his head. He's just like, yeah, he can't run in space. I... He'll just be stuck in one spot like... <laughs> It's going to be a real bummer. I have no no idea how they're going to do this. No idea. And then there'll be a whole movie about making the movie. Like, for 64 days, they stayed in space. And Tom Cruise was like, the ship's going down. And then that was, <laughs> that's the movie. Speaking of space, though, Chris, this also hit the wave Space Force. The uh, new Steve Carell show on Netflix. Did mm-hmm. they uh, see the trailer? I did not watch the trailer yet. Did you? Yo, it actually looks pretty good. It looks it looks it's pretty gonna funny. Be fun, it's going to be fun, man. It's, it's, it's like it's like the yeah, it's like the office it's in done space. By the, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be done by the same people that did the office. So, hey, I'm in. I'll check it. No, it looks it looks funny. The the trailer was hilarious. Uh, you know, a dude gets promoted into take over the space race or something and then it's kind of like a shit program. So, oh, it's because okay. it's like it kind of has to do with um. Remember when Trump was like, "We need to." Oh yeah, we're already working on a space force, an actual real space force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically yeah. that where they just from bring like in Reagan this, like, Star Wars program. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Was that Reagan so, in Star Wars? Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe. Worth a yeah. Google. Dip strategic defense initiative. Reagan, that crazy bastard. Reagan <laughs> smash. That's a Simpsons. Yes, 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 yes it is. Facebook, what do you think? You think uh, this will be a good show? Netflix is still kind of killing it in this quarantine. Yeah, it'll it'll be a great show. I'm sure it'll rock. Our little socks off. Uh, speaking of streaming, a new rumor has sparked a uh, circulating that Ironheart TV show is being pushed into development. I told you. I told you this Disney was coming Plus. down the track. Nobody yes, you listens. did. You did. Yeah, yeah, you I, did say that. I think I talked about this last week. I said we I literally talked about Ironheart. It. You said, Boom. yeah, you said there'd be an Ironheart before we saw Tony Stark. Yep, and it looks like I was right again, folks. Well, let's not, let, don't get, don't start running with the torch yet. Uh, it's currently just accepting pitches. So it's not like Kevin Feige was like, we're doing Ironheart. So we could, we could, we could pitch? Write it. Write it. They'll, they'll, they'll accept it. And then crash it. I have to go. Just leave. <laughs> Tom Cruise out of here. Uh, there's no there's no showrunner yet, so Okay, so it's, it's like, very early stages development. Very, very early. It'd be a good show, yeah. man. It'd be a good and show. And it's a rumor. And but it's a rumor. It's supposedly, so. <laughs> but it's supposed to be, you know, probably taking place around probably more around uh the champions, right? Miles Morales. Younger set of heroes. Show. Yeah. Would you want to see them first or would we want to see Miles Morales in the films? But Sony owns mm. that, right? Uh, it's Drop with something in it. Put something in a show. It's really hard to get it to feature film. Film feature film. I feel like. So I think they yeah, would save that, miles yeah. for that, but they can test out at Riri here. She and that's not Rihanna. That's the main character of Ironheart. Riri. Yes. Yes. Speaking of secrets, though. Can't remember. Speaking of secrets, though. Uh, Hush coming to Batwoman, the CW show. They released a new batch of photos for. A secret kept from all the rest. The upcoming 19th episode, Batwoman. The photos highlight the most anticipated aspect of the episode that Tommy Elliot, Tommy Elliot, sorry, will officially make his debut as Hush. 
The iconic Batman foe has been teasing Batwoman since the uh, before the series debuted, and Tommy's downfall to becoming a full villain is teased specifically. Isn't this? Doesn't this show suck? We watched the first episode. Yeah, and it was, and it wasn't great. It was cool. It was all right. I mean, it's it, they're trying to just, make it I more. I hear a lot. A I hear a lot of articles about this being like, yeah, like they're doing the show specifically in a different universe where Batman killed the Joker. And then was so ashamed that he just disappeared is what the show is, led, right, is leading people it, to believe. And so now you're getting like, and even incorporating Hush is so strange to me because what makes Hush a great character is his obsession with Bruce Wayne so much the fact that he has himself cosmetically changed to look like Bruce Wayne and then does all these murders to taunt him. Right. So he's, so a, it's like, so now you, be, now what's the point of, it's just a, he's just a villain that wears bandages on his head now for Batwoman. He's like, he's going to get himself cut up to look like Batman. Ruby Rose, you know? <laughs> Could happen. Why not? Anywho, the script. Batwoman, uh, Tuesdays on the CW. So I guess we've only seen the same episode that I've only seen. The first one? No, I watched the first, uh, like, five. Oh, you did? But you don't like the show? Yeah. I think it's got a cool premise. It gives a cool Joker character in Alice. But, like, it's just, it's just another CW show. And it just feels weird to go to take the Batman, like lore and like if you don't really know the stuff you could get kind of lost in it like i know some of the background so i'm like oh that's from this they're hinting at but if i was just watching the show i'd be like what the fuck's going on like is batman here and yeah not? but well that is they, they definitely te- they like tease batman where it's to the point probably where it's annoying every episode is that him and it's that- like just a raccoon on a garbage can <laughs> with the bat it's just ears <laughs> if that bat ears like no it's not him it's like it's yeah, never him this show has so much hype coming in. I feel like it's just kind of no one's really into it. The Arrowverse itself, I think they've explored different dimensions, right? Like, oh, yeah, so the whole Crescent really and Earth thing, to. like erased things and changed storylines and gave characters new shit they could do. It's very clever. I mean, it's a cool they've with the CW, what they've done with not stellar television shows, like even at their best, Arrow has a couple amazing seasons. Flash has a couple amazing seasons. Legend of Tomorrow is fun. But at the same time, they all just kind of go around the Riverdale like they're they're okay. It's nice to get that content. But with Batwoman, I watch it and I'm like, I think Ruby Rose is great. I think it's a cool character. But then the show, I'm just kind of like, what the hell's what? Huh? There's some good. There's definitely good stuff. But it, I think maybe it's just because it's a CW show. Sure. Where they a lot, there's a lot of episode fillers where I right. think tons. That's the thing. Just like and everyone does that. We don't. It's like it's, a, it's, it's the, a network show. Yeah, it's so. a soap opera style, right? Where they're like, it's probably a show yeah. that could be wrapped up in ten episodes, and they do it in twenty-one. Where it's like, so you're my mother. It's like holds on it. <gasps> Commercial brain. It comes back. It's like, so you're my mother. You know what I mean? It just does that same thing over and over. <laughs> oh yeah, it plays the same. Yeah, it plays like, the same scene. It like just get cut it. from. So yeah. if I slept yeah. with my brother, then who are you? And it's like, what? <laughs> I don't need this drama fight crime. Like, yeah. And they also like cut off an episode and then it'll be a completely different episode yeah. about two different characters that they haven't touched on in a while. So it's tough. It's tough balance. I mean, the show gets a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, which in TV world is not fantastic, but, uh, but it's, you know, if you like the CBW, there's somebody it's out there. It's going to be listening and being like, I love it. Good for you. Love but it. again, there's it's... great parts about the Arrowverse. I think that absolutely should definitely be recognized and appreciated, but at the same time, the demo is very Absolutely. clean, early, yeah. 
early. And they're trying to get a certain kinds of teens and then hopefully they hook them and they get hooked in the show and they go back and now there's no more arrows. They're hoping to feed off all that. So it's fun. I get it. But yeah, this whole hush scenario is it's weird. It feels like they're throwing a very specific Batman villain into the Batwoman verse just because. It's like, oh, Hush well, is a cool like, guy we haven't used. Let's put him, make him a Batman villain. It's like, well, it doesn't really make sense with any of his story. Yeah, but at the same time, like, they did, like, Goth- Gotham was a, a decent show. Goth- Gotham was, was a good show. show. It had its weak but points, still, but it was a good it, show. It had its weak points. And they, they did the same. They couldn't really touch on a Joker, but they yeah, wanted to. because everybody, Batman's apparently just beating up geriatric men. Because he grows up to be, like, Batman, and everyone else is, like, Riddler's, like, 50. Penguin's, like, 45. It's like a 20 year old, but Bruce Wayne's like, you want to go old man? <laughs> Joker's like 109. Like, it's like, why do they always do that? They give an origin story and like the Joker is still 30. It's like, what the hell? This kid's eight. By the time he's 20, well, you're going to be like, they made an entire movie 40s. where he was he's like, like I got hip dysplasia. And he's like, you want to go? Oh, I am the knight. I mean, they made, they just made a whole entire movie. I know, that, like, and they they they, they begged you to suspend belief, and I won't do it. I won't be a part of that. All right, Chris, let's get into our main event. We've been talking okay. about the news today. We're talking all about the Simpsons and the Ringers top ten Simpsons episodes. Yes, all time. This was published a couple months ago. Yes, a month ago. Yeah, a while ago. This is old. I don't know. It's old. It's old. It's I've old. been posting this stuff on. On uh on the gram when I can. Thank you, ma'am. You know how we do. Uh, but wow. this top ten. That's hey, didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, so we've got we've gone back and forth. We we touch on the Simpsons. We probably should maybe touch on it a little bit more. Uh, we've had some great episodes. I've noticed that both of these lists. We're also, we're talking the Rolling Stone list. They've also left off what I believe is uh, the some of the better episodes, which is the the Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting too. It's it's almost like they excluded Treehouse of Horror from either list. Yeah, they did. So which maybe we should do episodes, as well when we make so. our list in two episodes. Yeah, because yes. I agree, Tree, Treehouse of Horror Definitely. is tough because they're anthologies. So like there is a Treehouse of Horror I love, but one of the stories is I love it because of one of the stories. I don't love it because the other two stories. It's hard for Treehouse of Horror to be just a banger, all the stories it includes. We'll start at number 10. Now, this is one of my favorite episodes. We we still have yet to converse on our list, which we will definitely get to. Number 10, Stark Raving Dad. Now, this is the band episode from Disney Disney Plus, and, this, and Simpsons uh, producers are like, nah, just take it off. Wait, is, it, is so it's not on Michael Disney Jackson. Plus? Nah. Why not? Tell me more this about this. This was a season premiere. It's because it's got Michael Jackson in it. Oh, yeah. It's the Michael Jackson one. Because he did all that bad stuff to kids. That's why they got rid of it. Allegedly. Allegedly. The guy's dead. Yeah. He got out lucky. Uh, but this was a great episode. Like it, and, and I think it was and I think it was a good sign of the times. That's why I think it it, it it cradles time a little bit. Right. Because Michael Jackson was at the top of the biggest pop star in the world with the biggest popular show. It totally made fun of Michael Jackson at the same time he partook in it. And because of like contract things, like he couldn't really say that he was a part of it. Right. And he couldn't but, sing in it. Right. Yeah. So, but he did officially pick out the person to sing. That could sing the, the parts for him in it. Yeah. So it's not actually his voice because he couldn't contractually do that. That's right. Wow, man. What, what, and, it, and it's right. a great episode. It is. It's a hitter. And that's from season nine. Four. Four. Four episode one. Holy crap. Yeah. Way earlier than I thought. 
So that's okay. So and and this top ten list are they counting that as their number one episode of all time? Or no, that's number ten. That's number number 10. Okay. number ten. So the Michael Jackson episode number ten, and it's uh, White season, Jacko, uh, obviously. Yes, um, it's season three, episode one. So this was again season premiere. Cool. This was back in 1991. Wow, early days, man. Can you believe that? Yeah. And they're still making them episodes right now. Brand new. Yeah, just saw one a couple days ago. Uh, but this one, you know, Homer goes into the Say Asylum because he's, he washes his shirt with Bart Simpson's hat, which is red, and then it comes out pink, and everyone's like, oh, but look at that guy. He's got a pink shirt on. He must be crazy. <laughs> and then he goes into the Say Asylum, and then next thing you know, he, the guy's like, hi, I'm Michael Jackson. And then he's got bubbles. And it's like this big white dude who at the end is like, spoiler, he goes, <laughs> what's he say? He's like, uh, my name's Frank. I'm from. But Bart gets upset because Michael Jackson, he was talking to him on the phone and telling everyone that Michael Jackson's coming. It turns out to just be a regular white dude from. It's, yeah, that's right, right, right. Okay, so, and I, I bet that, I mean, it's a good episode, but I bet it makes their list because it, you know, it's the Michael Jackson episode. Again, a great a great show. One of the biggest guest list. stars I mean, they a ever great had, episode. Sure. And they've had everybody. Yes. Bart Sells His Soul is number nine on this list. Bart Sells His Soul. Okay. Yes. This, it's a good episode. This was back. Also, uh, this was season seven, episode number four. 132nd episode overall. 1995. This is when Bart sells his soul to Millhouse. Then all of a sudden he can't feel anything. This episode is good until the third act. Then it's just like, he mm, gets a little soft and he's like, eh. It does, yeah. It's like it's cool. He sells his soul, and all the shit's going bad with him. But then he gets like, and then he gets like super emotional because he can't feel anything, yeah, which is the, kind of contradictive. Yeah, it's like thing. he actually gives his soul, and then Lisa makes him, you know, convinces him that he actually is hollow because of it. But then he's like trying to chase down his soul and get it back, and he can't. There's a tragic part of it which I really like, but it also it starts off right. really funny in the beginning, and then it goes down that road, and then you know there's a heartfelt. I guess it's a, it's a solid episode in that kind of the trope we see in a lot of shows today, which is funny, funny, funny. Something intense, heartfelt at the end. The modern family method, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great point. But the beginning of this episode is when he's handing out hymns, and the song in church is "In a Garden of Eden." Right. And then <laughs> he he changed it to "In the Garden of Eden." In the in the garden, of, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And everyone, everyone's singing the wrong everyone song. Everyone is singing that the wrong song, and <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy is like. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, they're all singing, and, and, and the, everyone's perfectly. And the old harmony. lady, yeah, and and the old lady's just going yeah, ham freaking, on the and she's organ. Like, she's like pouring sweat, sweating, and she's like, <laughs> and she does like, <laughs> she's doing like a sick organ riff. She's like, <laughs> she does, <laughs> and everyone just keeps it going. That's a great part. The fact that she got like new music and didn't notice, she's like, right, yeah. So that's why this is the beginning of the first two acts of this episode is actually really good. But Chris, you're saying, would you say this is a top ten episode? Let me let, let me let me just start. Let me ask a broader broader question. There's two of these top ten episodes. Are there any episodes on this list that should be on a top ten list? Absolutely on the on the ringers okay. list. Absolutely, there are there are some. Yes. We'll get to them. I, this one's going to be tough. This would be a close top ten finish for me, but I don't I don't know. There are I don't think there, I don't are, know if this one's in a, absolute yeah. bangers. I don't think this one's a top 10 episode. Like I said, the third act for, for me kind of right. falls off and it gets a little... It starts off so well and then just drops the ball. Um, next on this list is number eight is uh, Homer at the Bat. This is a great episode. This is a great episode. Um, That's the softball for team, multiple, right? 
That's when um yeah the the plant has a softball team. They go into like the championship, but Mr. Burns doesn't want to lose. He oh, he makes a bet. Right. He makes a bet, and he doesn't want to lose the bet. Right. So then he he hires him and Smithers hire all these uh, major league. Yeah, players. like Jose Canseco's there, right? Yeah, it's it's Roger Clemens, uh, Don Mattingly, Stephen Sachs, Ozzy Smith, Wade Boggs, Daryl Smith, Ken Griffey Jr., Jose Canseco, and a couple of other people. Right. This one's tough. It is a really good episode. It is a good episode. I I th- I think this might be a top ten it's episode. Got some, it's got some slappers in there. My favorite part of of this is definitely, I think, because like everyone on the team gets like cut or kicked off except for Homer, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, and <laughs> Bird tires a hypnotist to boost his team's chances <laughs> of winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cause, and I think the isn't the bet for like a dollar or something. Oh yeah, it's for something sprit- so trivial or, or million. But this definitely has one of the the iconic scene of Daryl Strawberry in the outfield where Bart and Lisa are just like, Daryl, Daryl. And then like, isn't Marge like, uh, guys, like they, they might get offense to that. And they get this all the time. And then it's just like, they keep going. And then it's just a a tear come down. Daryl's always like, yeah, they're they're tough. They're major league baseball players. They're used to this kind of stuff. And then, yeah, just one tear goes down Daryl's face. (laughs) <laughs> and Dale Strawberry was, uh, as we all know, a cocaine fiend. Right. He loved the powder. He loved cocaine's a hell of a One drug. time, Dale Strawberry hit a ball so hard, and I think it was the Kingdom, Seattle, that he, he left a, the ball hit the rafter and uh, left a white mark, like a scuff it hit so hard, like binged off the rafter on the ceiling. He was juicing that night, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, a little bit of... We got jokes. <laughs> the other funny thing in this episode is uh, Don Mattingly, Mister. Every time Mister. Burns sees him, he's like, "Get rid of those sideburns." <laughs> he I, keeps like, oh, yeah. changing his facial hair, <laughs> yeah. getting rid of this. But he just keeps telling him to get rid of sideburns, uh, and he's like, "I don't, I don't know what he wants. <laughs> I don't know what he wants." So there's some good, there's some good zingers in here, uh, especially with the baseball players. So this is definitely, I think this is a top 10 episode. It's it's definitely close. Uh, number seven on this list is Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Yeah. This is forgettable, right? No, no, no. This is this one sticks out maybe mostly for my, because it's a childhood favorite. So, but this one came out in uh, season two, episode nine. This is when Homer starts to build a spice rack and then Maggie hits him on the head with a mallet and then they try and figure out like why is maggie so aggressive turns out she's been watching the itchy and scratchy show so then marge starts complaining and so i think she gets the show canceled yeah like it comes a big deal they protest the itchy and scratchy show but then they put marge in as a squirrel right and she's right. like she's like don't do that don't do <laughs> and then they just hit her with the baseball bat and she right. like flies out. It's good. It's just I don't know. There's some better ones, I think. Yeah, I think this is this is definitely not a top ten episode. Uh probably one of my favorites as a kid though. Because I remember it's kind of like a it's like a real thing that happened with the Simpsons. So in real life they were like, This show's too violent, this show's this, this show's that, bad for kids. Right. And in their own show, they they were able to do all that within the show. To kind of basically talk about what's really happening in their real life. Right. With the show. Right. Do you even remember this I episode? remember elements of it, but I don't remember it enough to be like, yeah, that's the one. 
Uh, Radio Bart, number six on this list. And Radio I believe this Bart. is the one. This is uh, episode 13 of season three. I believe this is the episode where Homer <laughs> sees this microphone that can interrupt like AM radio or like it can select a channel. And then he, Bart hates it. Right. And then starts pr- like pranking people with it. And he <laughs> like Rod and Todd, he convinces that he's God. <laughs> and he's like, bring all the cookies to the Simpsons. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This actually required a Nelson rating of 14.1. It was the highest rated show on Fox that week. Really? Had. Yes. That's it huge. It lost to a claymation Easter. But yeah, this one sees, he, he drops the, the thing down the well, and people think there's a kid trapped in the well. Right. Then he for, remembers that he has a label maker that Patty and Selma gave him, and he wrote Bart's property on the thing. So he had to go, he tries to go get it, and... I want to say Willie or one of the police officers like knocks the rope off and then he falls down. He really falls down the right, well. Right, falls down the well. So Krusty the Clown, all these celebrities, Sting, like they all get together in the recording studio to record this song about a boy in the well. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a good episode. Is it that good though? I think we could, I mean, it's going to be tough when we actually analyze this because we're going to probably want to put in some classic Halloween ones. But yeah, this one's pretty good. Bruce Springsteen was supposed to be on this show, I think, or is in this show. There's a lot of cultural references in this one. Yeah, Sting was praised for his performance in this episode. Really? Yeah, this had a lot of people in it. This might be a top 10 episode. Yeah. You have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do is go back and watch to make sure. Because a lot of these I've seen know by heart, but I'm like, okay, that one, who knows? Yeah, now this one has some some stuff in it because of Bart, finally. He's like the boy who cried wolf. Right. That's basically what this one is. You know, sometimes The Simpsons did so. teach a great lesson. That, that, yeah, especially early on, because there was that time where it was, the show was kind of more focused on Bart and his antics. And then it was like, this kid's bad for children. So we'll talk about Homer. Okay to be a bad dad. <laughs> uh, the next on the list, number five, is Homer, Homer the Heretic. Absolutely. Rhetoric. Uh, the Heretic. Uh, absolutely a top ten episode, right out of the jump. This is the episode where Homer... Uh, decides he doesn't have to go to church anymore. And he gets to stay home and yes. he gets his Sundays back. And so his family keeps going to church. And while they're having a miserable time, he's having the time of his life. Everything goes perfect And he's for like him. getting, lu- yeah, yeah. He's eating big lunch. He's he takes out, long that- showers. He watches football. Like while the, the, the heater goes out at church, everybody's freezing to death inside the church. Yeah. He's at home and he like and cranks lo- up the thermostat to 90. <laughs> then he just gets yes. naked and lays on the and- couch. <laughs> and and the- there was like uh, something got, he was watching something on TV and he was like really upset about it. And they're like, we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a football game. A football, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like freaking, it's like this, it's like not this will house like antiques roadshow or something like that. And he's like, Oh, yeah. we interrupt this to bring you a football game. Woohoo! <laughs> the football, just a random game. It also has one of my favorite moments in any Simpsons episode, which is when after Homer falls asleep on the couch, he, the cigar he's smoking lights on fire. Oh, right, right. And, and then Ned comes home and sees Flanders. him. So Flanders yes. kicks in the door and tries to save him. And all the all the, the house, like the fire beams fall down. So he takes him up the stairs and he kicks out a window and throws the mattress down. And he goes, <laughs> mattress down. He goes, he looks up, and he says something along the lines of like, Lord, let Homer land safely below. And he throws Homer. And when Homer hits the mattress in the front yard, it bounces him back through the front window and back into the, the living room on fire. And Flanders just, the best part is Flanders just goes, <sighs> takes a deep breath and then he jumps out the window hits the mattress does a double back through and then pulls Homer <laughs> out it's just such a great thing to watch him like save him boom, 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 
great episode. This also, happens... I think God's in that episode where you can see God with five fingers. Yes, at the end. He's the only character with five yeah, fingers. Yeah, they have a conversation at the very end, and he's like, God, what's the meaning of life? And then Homer, uh, he's like, I can't tell you until you die. Or you won't figure that out until you die. And he's like, well, I want to know now. And he's like, you can't wait six months? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, uh, great episode. <laughs> Definitely top ten for sure. If not top three or four. Yeah, no, this is this was that's a great episode. Number four on this list is Marge versus the Monorail. I think this is probably gonna be a top episode, but I think this is probably uh, this, yeah, this this fist fights for the top episode of all time. Monorail. Not I mean it's got a a, a great number, musical number. Uh, it's based off of um that great play, which is uh shoot, it just left my mind. We got big trouble right here in Little City, River City, with a capital E, and it sounds like T, and it starts with pool. Uh, the Music Man. It's a parody of The Music Man, which is great. Uh, this one was written by Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien penned the whole thing, and it always yes. makes the list, so you know he was doing something right. Uh, Phil Hartman also was Lyle Landley, who was famously on the show, as well as little Leonard Nimoy was a celebrity uh, guest appearance on the show. Which is great, yeah. Basic. What now? I forget how this starts, but somehow the Springfield gets a bunch of money. Yeah, right. Yeah, he he he's forced. Like, what do we do with this money? Burns does something, and the town sues him, and they ask to give him three million dollars. He like diverts water or something, and floods their whole something, or something sinks because of the toxic waste. I can't remember. But uh, uh, the environment, the Environmental Protection Agency finds Mister Burns three million dollars for dumping nuclear waste in Springfield Park. Right, 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 right. They hold a town meeting. And then out of nowhere, this random person yeah, how should we spend the, the money? Like, Schools and books, and they're all going through everything they need, and then freaking, yeah, Mr. Snur- Snurb walks in, kicks the door, does a musical number that's like, you need a monorail, folks. <laughs> sure enough, and they spend all this money, but Marge then drives to North Heverbrook, mm-hmm. which was like this other town. It's where the, the she hears and, word that that's where the he sold a monorail before, so she wants to check it out. Right. Homer also lands a job. When one of his many jobs in The Simpsons, um, the only guy I know who can not work, leave his job, go to one job, and then bounce back to another. Does that a lot. Yeah, he, it's a con man. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, he embezzles construction funds through shoddy workmanship. That's is right. Is this a top 10 episode? Oh my God, yes it is. It's got so many funny moments, the sing songs part, but then it's got the great thing where the, the monorail get, is run away. And so Homer and Bart, it's mm-hmm. very similar to the Simpsons movie in the sense that Homer and Bart have to save the day because it's going so fast when it hits, Rest. it's going to destroy Springfield. And there's no brakes and everything's coming apart. So then they have to like use this freaking grappling hook to hook the giant donut they, to they slow make it, them down. They make it out of the M. Yeah. Yeah, they make it out of the M on the monorail. Yeah, they pull the M off and they make it throw it around the donut and it hooks and saves the town. It's a great episode. But also, very well constructed story wise. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy's also on it. And, um, Remember, isn't there like an emergency kit and then Bart opens it and it's just a possum? Yeah, there's nothing in there when he opens it. It's like, and it runs away. Yeah. <laughs> in case of emergency, open box and it's like. Meh. And then uh, at the very end, Leonard Nimoy like gets beamed up and disappears. Yeah, yeah. He was on the show a couple times, actually. He was really, he was a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, he was on it a few times. Um. All right, we're down to the top three of this ringer list. And I don't think any one of these is a top three. Top three. Neither do I. Yes. Uh, number three is Mr. Plout. Great episode. Top 10. Classic. Episode. Absolutely top 10. Top 10. 
Top five. Not 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 top three. Um, in this episode, uh, Mr. Plow, it's snowing, obviously, and <laughs> Springfield gets hit by a blizzard. Marge calls uh, Homer at Moe's, tells him to come home, and then he decides, uh, after an un- unsettling encounter with Adam West, a salesman talks Homer into buying a snowplow. Yep, for 20 grand. And then Homer agrees. Yeah, and then he gets a jingle. But doesn't he play it? He plays it in min- like super late or overnight yeah where... they have no money to do anything so he basically has to yes there's no money so they make a commercial for him because he's getting no business and they play it but it plays at like 4 a.m or something crazy yeah yeah they wait up all night um Call anyway mr he... plow that's my name that name again <laughs> is mr plow <laughs> then he's he's killing the the plowing business and then he, he's given the key to the city but then Barney also he, he gets mm-hmm. humiliated uh while working as a mascot for a baby supply store. Right. Uh then he he decides to be the become the plow king and he he has a better commercial. Yeah, and, he, and, and better he, like, truck. it's like smear campaign against uh against Homer's Mr. Plow. Yes. Mr. And Plow is a loser and I think he's a boozer. <laughs> yeah. So you better make that call to the plow king. And then uh Mary Quimby takes back the key. To the city, and there's all these teeth marks. All these chew marks all over the key. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, what the hell is this? And he's like, I thought it was chocolate. I thought there was chocolate. Wait, is it Homer that says that? Homer, yeah, yeah says he says, that. he yeah. says, I thought there was chocolate. That's right. Uh, and then they end up going back and forth and trading, you know, whatever. Until Homer has to save. Homer gives it up, and then he has to save Barney, who gets snowed in on a real bad ravine. But I think Homer tricks him into going there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. It was a good episode. It's a great episode. It's very close to top, not three. top three. In my opinion, it's not in the top three, but it's close. It's it's a very, and a very recognizable when you see Mr. Plow patches, Mr. Plow jackets, like yes, people yes, know yes. it really well. Episode no- is number two on the list, and that's Lisa's Substitute. Yeah, this... Now, this this is a forgettable episode. It is a good episode. It stars Dustin Hoffman, but he's also credited as Sam Eddick. Right. So basically Lisa fall, like has a crush on this teacher. This is also in season 2 episode 19. So this is back early 91 where this could I don't think this episode could ever be made today. It's tough. Childhood crushes are tough. But yeah, uh basically there's a substitute. Lisa has a crush With on her him Dustin Hoffman guy and yeah, I mean there's there's music in it. That's really it, though. It's it's. I don't understand. Model it's tough. The... I can't figure out why this one makes it in. There's some funny moments in it, and it's got a cool Lisa story, but I don't know. It doesn't really hit home. I mean, the Bleeding Gums Murphy's not in their top ten. I would say that's way more impactful story to yeah, Lisa that, uh, than the substitute, especially with Lisa. Yeah, because yeah, if, if you're going to say, okay, we need a, what's the best Lisa story? She discovers a love of you know the saxophone. Her dad, her and Homer have a moment so beautiful. I think I cried when I watched it last time because I forgot it was in there. And you get Bleeding Gums Murphy. So it's like, and then this one's kind of just like, oh, okay, cool. It's I, This one's got to hold clout for Dustin Hoffman. I think so. They got, but that's it feels about it. like Looper picked some of these episodes because of who the guest was. The Ringer? Like Dustin Hoffman came, oh, sorry. Did I say The Looper? Yeah, that was weird. The Ringer, yeah, because Dustin Hoffman isn't this, and that's great and all, but I don't know. It just it doesn't scream to me as one that I'm like, oh wow, I've watched it before and been like, it's okay. not a memorable. Ep- it, yeah, 
I remember the I've seen this episode and I just recently seen it, but like I wasn't like, man, this is a top ten episode. Last on this list, number one. Last exit to Springfield. I mean Season four, episode seventeen. It's aired March eleventh, nineteen ninety-three. It's definitely Oh, <laughs> but Chris, this one, the dental plan, Lisa needs braces. I think I do. I was going to say I, it's definitely my top three because of it's a great episode. And there's that dental plan. Lisa needs braces. <laughs> dental plan. Lisa needs braces. It's it's great because they're they're striking against the everyone's getting together to strike against the plant. And Homer inadvertently by standing up to Mr. Burns becomes the union leader, which is so which is, right. you know, unique. In that he's like that lucks into it, but then also, it's just really interesting that because it's it's got some really good jokes, it's got some good heart, and this idea that like <laughs> dental plan, like they Please they want to get a dental plan, but then he gets up getting corrupted by it, and there's some good parts in there. I think I think it's good. Oh my gosh, it even has the I just looked down and saw this the big book of British smiles at the dentist, and it's like all these famous British oh, people yeah, yeah. And they have these like horrific smiles and teeth. Oh. Uh, so long, I dental plan. See like, <laughs> <laughs> see, like besides the dental plan stuff, I don't feel like any anything else sticks out in this episode. Number one episode of all time. Nah, get out of here. Yeah, it's definitely not number one. It's a great one. I mean, on the list that I have for mine, like not to jump too far ahead. Spoiler alert. Um, but there, you know, it it makes my top ten list. I. It's got some real hitters in it, but I don't know if it's number one. I'm really surprised by their choice for number one. Uh, are there? Can you name three episodes off the top of your head right now that should be on this top ten list that are not? Uh, Beer Baron, Deep Space Homer, okay. um, and Marge Fear of, Marge's Fear of Flying, and also uh, Oh wow! You only you you, you only there. move twice, or just some. Which that's the Scorpio episode. Okay. Oh yeah, that is that's good, an amazing that's one. Marge's yeah, Fear of Flying might be my favorite episode of all time. Again, spoiler alert. Um, and then that's uh, <laughs> such a good freaking episode. Don't look at me. Sock. Don't look at me. <laughs> oh, that's a ridiculous thing to be afraid of, and she just goes sock puppets. Oh, where? I, I that episode is amazing. Um, like I said, you only move twice. The Scorpio one what was it? Oh, two thousand one uh, Homer Deep Space Homer. That's amazing. That's where the ants get like. That's where him and Barney are competing to go into that's space a, with the the rod. Yeah, and that's where freaking Barney grabs the th- the champagne, and starts chugging. And he relapses completely, being alcoholic, and he's like, "That that was not <laughs> alcohol. Like, that's a not, yeah, non-alcoholic." I told you to buy yeah. non-alcoholic champagne. It was. <laughs> he just gets a jack- jet pack and flies away. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of good episodes. Um, it's tough. To think. The well, Simpsons I did is, have one. has such a long history, and it's such a. Um, you know, it's such an iconic show, I mean, and there's so many years that you're pulling from, so creative. There's jokes in certain episodes you remember for your whole life, but then maybe the episode's not great. And there's certain episodes in this list where we're seeing in other lists we're going to look at where we're like, okay, I get that maybe the story was really well-crafted and the way it came together, yeah. but it but it's not memorable Definitely. in that way. So how do you find that balance between what's a funny, great like episode? Jokes, yeah. What, remember, like Marge yeah. versus yeah, Monorail. It's, it's a really funny episode. 
it's not super funny, but it's also a very well-crafted story by Conan O'Brien. So it's like, oh, they kind of go hand and meet in the middle, right? Although there's some episodes, like, one of mine on this list is The Flying Hellfish. Like, that that I mean, episode, episode is so good. I don't know if a lot of people it's a consider cool story, it top though. 10. Cool story, and it's got a couple bangers Couldn't... in it. And I just love it. It does. When freaking okay. Grandpa to, Simpson's to... overall shoot-off, get out of here. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus! I know exactly when freaking Burns goes, Jesus Simpson, can't you go? Can't you go thirty seconds without embarrassing yourself? <laughs> and Grandpa's media suspenders, suspenders pop up and his pants fall down. And he goes, "How long was that?" <laughs> that is a good one. It's uh, a great one. A couple of a couple of episodes that stick out to me that are, I think, argue arguably uh, top ten episodes. Uh, the Simpsons 138th episode good special. One. Good. That's a good episode. It's a good they episode. really lean into that it's, fact. It's more of a, it's just, it's the thing that the whole episode is a joke. Yeah. Because it's the 138th. 38th, it's not a special one. Yeah. Yes. And another one is uh behind what is it behind the show or behind the oh. they do like that VH1 behind the music kind of, of vibe. The show. There's also, you know, yeah, so there's 22, some... uh, the 22 short films of Springfield or whatever it is. That's the a Springfield, great episode. Yes. I like the episodes, uh, again, like going into the creativity behind the process. You know, there are certain episodes where they do something different, like 22 short films in one 22 and a half minute episode or like the 138th episode spectacular is a bunch of other side stories thrown into one thing. Like, I think they've done some really creative stuff and those stand out to me as well. But then it's hard. Yeah. Top ten is so hard when you have a thousand episodes to pull from. Because like I think of the jet when they go to Japan, that's a great episode too. The freaking light bulb and the fish and they come keep together the... and become Homer's head. Do you have a uh, excuse <laughs> me, sir? Head? Do you have a phone book for Kyoto, Japan? Uh, yes, I do. Is this a local call? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> May I use your phone? Is it a local uh, call? Yes. Boop 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 boop. Oh. Uh, another another episode that we haven't talked about, which is uh, a show, an uh, episode that we've talked uh. about plenty of times off the pod, is uh, <laughs> when Bart calls Australia. Oh, and and he's, <laughs> I see you've played knife and sp- uh, <laughs> knife and spoony before. That's not a knife. This is a knife. No, it's not. It's a spoon. No, it's oh, I see you've played knifey spoony before. Definitely lots of episodes. We're gonna have well, this one I, sh- I mean, we shredded this one. They got seven episodes in here that probably don't belong. Uh, I can't wait to see next week is Rolling Stones list, correct? Yes, cool. yes. We'll definitely dissect that. Uh, there are only one, two. There's three episodes on the Rolling Stone list that are also on the ring. Oh wow, list. so that'll be so good. That's interesting. We'll get, we'll get a little mix. Uh, just to, we'll just talk about it real quick. We've got a few minutes left. Uh, Marge versus the monorail, which we've talked about. Okay. Uh, last exit to Springfield, of course. And uh, oh, that was Homer it. Homer at the back. Is it on Sorry. there? Nope. Okay, cool. This has a, the Rolling Stone list might be a little better. If I'm being honest, it has some more memorable episodes like Flaming Mode. We'll, we'll talk all about that next week. Uh, let us know if you've got a list or you got a few favorite episodes that you would love to argue are top 10 Simpsons episodes. You can always let us know at gsplashbc at gmail.com or right here on Instagram, either at Bradley Baxter, CW Watts underscore in there somewhere, uh, or at gsplashpodcast. 
And then you can hit us up at gsplashpodcast.com. You can also buy merch. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. Anywhere here, there, over there. If you want to. They're cool. Uh, Can't wait to talk about it in part two next week. Same rap channel, same back time, same nerd website. That's us. Nobus Podcast in the world. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for uh, joining in on Instagram if you did. Definitely. I'm I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, my man, Chris Bucky Watts. We out of here, baby. Peace.